Hello and welcome to it. It is Chewing the Fat. I want you to sit back and dry your eyes. It's okay. YouTube is back up and running. Okay? I know I kept getting messages last night. I can't get YouTube to load. They're after the, the, the conservatives. The YouTube won't load. It was everywhere. Okay? Uh, it went down about well, almost 7 p.m. Eastern last night, 6.53 p.m., and uh, Google, i.e. YouTube, uh, knew about the issue. And they finally got it fixed. And so it's okay. You're all right. If you're still having issues, it might be on your end. Or maybe you need to restart the app. One or the other. But it should be okay. Now, don't concern yourself with what caused the outage. <laughs> okay? Because we're not going to tell you that. But just know that there was an outage, and sure, it was all over the world. And sure, you know, the downdetector.com website uh, showed, I don't know, 286,000 incidents of people reporting issues with their service. That doesn't count the people who were at home going, oh, this sucks, and put throw down their phone. So, you know, it was all across the, uh, the interwebs. All of you were having problems. It wasn't just the conservatives, okay? Or the liberals. It wasn't just you. Or the Marxists, yeah. Or the socialists. It was everybody. But it's back up and running is my point. So you're fine. And quit your whining. And don't worry about what caused it, all right? Just move ahead like nothing ever happened. All right. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. You know, sure, we've had a few things uh, to be excited about, or really not that many, just a few things to be excited about, but I wanted to tell you that I got exciting news today, all right? I got news that registration is now open for the Biopesticides Europe 2021 conference. I know! I know, I was so excited this morning. Now, it's going to take place in Brussels, Belgium on the 9th and 10th of June of 2021. And I am so looking forward to the Biopesticides Europe 2021 conference. I cannot wait. Let's hope it happens. <laughs> Man, do I want to be there. But if I, if I can't make it, if I can't make it, we will report on it here on Chewing the Fat. I will let you know what's going on at the Biopesticides Europe 2021 conference. Now, they announced some speakers and who was going to be there. and That probably will change uh, due to COVID and restrictions, and if it happens at all. So I'll wait to announce all of that. But uh, we will definitely be reporting on the Biopesticides Europe 2021 conference. Count on that because exciting it is. Tropical storm Eta. Is it Eta? Is it Eta? Tropical storm. You know, hurricane, tropical storm, made landfall, uh, Cedar Key, north of Tampa Bay. And it holds true that uh, maybe Tampa Bay is never going to get another hit, right? I mean, there's uh, some, uh, some experts that talked about long ago that Tampa Bay is not going to get hit by a storm talked about how the the storms come up the coast and they start making a turn toward tampa bay and it's the water level is lower 
right, in uh, in the Tampa Bay area. So it either makes the turn to go below Tampa Bay, which they have done, or it kicks back out and goes north of Tampa Bay, which they have done, just like this tropical storm did. So it still it made, did a bunch of damage. Uh, hit uh, Florida at uh, 4 a.m. on Thursday, the 12th of November, 2020. With 50 mile an hour winds, but you know, 150 mile an hour gusts, there was still plenty of damage. Thousands, tens of thousands of customers without power, and uh, you know, you are struggling with flooding and no power. So, um, good luck, God bless. I'm sure Mercury One will be there to help. So, go to mercuryone.org and uh, donate or find a way to help if you can. Speaking of Florida, I see where the governor has drafted an anti-mob legislation that would uh, expand the state's stand-your-ground law. And so that means that if there's violent or disorderly assemblies and people are burglarizing businesses, that you'll be able to shoot them. So if something of a burglary within 500 feet of a violent disorderly assembly uh, you go ahead and just shoot him. <laughs> okay. All right. I know people are, you know, all wound up about it because they could potentially kill anyone they suspect of looting. Maybe you don't loot. How about that? There's a thought. Maybe you don't ruin other people's property and steal other people's property. There's a thought. I know that. I know. I know that's a big surprise and I don't want to, I don't want to break it down for you that far because I know you'd really like to consider it cruel and unusual punishment and it allows for the death to be punishment for property crime. Yep, it sure does. It also allows for people to realize maybe they shouldn't do the property crime. Maybe not. Maybe you don't. It also allows that if you block traffic, that would be a third degree felony. And it reportedly grants immunity to drivers who unintentionally kill or injure protesters who were blocking traffic. So that means I can keep going because I'm not intentionally wanting to hurt anyone. I just want to go about my business. I want to be able to go use the thoroughfare that's there for automobiles, not rioters and protesters. We'll see if that makes it through in Florida. Uh, good luck. Um, that would be certainly it'd be nice to have. That's for sure. I mean, I don't live in Florida anymore, so it doesn't really matter. But it would be the start of maybe a domino effect of some states, you know, growing some gonads and saying, "Stop this rioting! Stop it! Stop the pro!" Now. Remember I said that, you know, it's going to stop anyway because nobody, not even Biden, Dingleberry Biden, if he ends up being, you know, in the White House and it certainly looks like it, that's going to happen, he doesn't want it to continue either. I know, you know, he's got to, you know, bow down to the socialist, you know, Nazis of his party, but he doesn't want that to go on. So he's got to put an end to it too. And in Florida, they're talking about cutting funding to cities that cut police departments. <laughs> okay, there you go. I mean, you know, all that means is that you end up not cutting your police department, but you don't fill seats that empty. 
you start doing what New York is doing and send, uh, you know, social workers out with police or they're the first responders to a a non-dangerous call or a mental health call so they can still get their state money. It'll be, you know, agonizing. And as long as we're in Florida, everybody sent me this story about Vanessa Lee Jones. I got about... (laughs) I don't know how many people <laughs> sent me the story about Vanessa Lee Jones in Florida uh, outside of a Popeye's chicken in St. Petersburg. Uh, not that I've been to that particular Popeye's in uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. Uh, no. But uh, Jones, 38. So no sign. She wasn't drunk. She wasn't under the influence of drugs. And there was no evidence of mental health issues. I would disagree with that, but, you know, that's another story. According to people who observed Vanessa outside of Popeyes, uh, she was entirely naked and she was busy touching herself in front of Popeyes. They claim that she was just taking care of her own business. Uh, in front of the dumpster, completely naked. And there was security cameras, and uh, there was a guy that uh, videotaped her because he had his kid with him, and uh, or there were kids in the vicinity, and that's why the police were called. Um, this is not the first time that Vanessa has been arrested for doing this, which is not a surprise if you think that maybe they're possible there was alcohol involved it's possible there was some sort of drugs involved it's possible there was uh you know there's a mental health issue going on possible right but i just know that uh you know it's happened before and not very far from this popeye so this is her neighborhood uh the last time was uh, outside a 7-eleven store and uh you know she was spotted taking care of, uh, you know, personal business in public. So I'm guessing Vanessa does have some issues, okay? But I love Florida. And, you know, would I call the police on Vanessa? No. Not a chance. Not a chance. Would I break out the phone and record? I mean, for news purposes, of course. Yes. Would I go up and interview Vanessa for chewing the fat? You betcha. You betcha. I would love nothing more than to interview Vanessa live and on the scene. (laughs) No way I'm calling the police, though. Sorry. Just not going to happen. And as long as we're, you know, on people taking care of their own personal business, uh, I see where uh, hashtag me Tubin, Jeffrey Tubin, uh, bye-bye is no longer working for the New Yorker. So apparently they had the big investigation. It's been, uh, I don't know, two or three weeks since he was caught, uh, you know, taking care of business on the uh, Zoom call. And uh, according to a memo that was released to the uh, staff at the New Yorker, um, the investigation regarding Jeffrey Tubin is complete. And as a result, he is no longer affiliated with our company. I want to assure everyone that we take workplace matters seriously. We are committed to fostering an environment where everyone feels respected and upholds our standards of conduct. 
Wow. And he confirmed it by tweeting, I was fired today by a New Yorker after 27 years as a staff writer. I'll always love the magazine. I will miss my colleagues and look forward to reading their work. There you have it. So, you know, the accident of uh, Tubin taking care of business uh, cost him just about everything. And I, you know, I know he apologized. And I said in the beginning, this is not, we're not, we're going to, there's going to be more come out. It really hasn't, which I'm really surprised. Although if the New Yorker did their investigation and fired him, that means that there's, you know, possibly more that, uh, due to hippo laws, they can't talk about, uh, due to legal mumbo jumbo, they can't talk about, but they could just say we did our investigation and, uh, get out. And after 27 years, I mean, you got to give the guy a little bit of a break, right? Kinda. You just say, Jeff, uh, here's a list of stuff and, uh, we're just going to let you go now. Okay. Go ahead. Bye-bye. Take care. Sorry. So we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens with uh, Jeff. He'll be fine. Maybe, you know, he goes to rehab and he goes to some sex rehab and comes out on the other side. He'll be fine. Right? Right? Hashtag me too, but. All right, I'm going to keep uh, keep going as far as uh, the hashtag MeTubin. So the story about, uh, there's a story about a sex addict who dies. There's a story about virtual sex parties that are happening. Uh, so do we keep going down that road? I mean, I want to. <laughs> I most definitely want to. So this man... 44, uh, in Thailand had been going to these parties and apparently he did a cocktail of drugs and slathered a cream all over him called marathon rub. And then he died of a heart attack. So I guess he went here every month with friends in this hotel suite and then uh the cab driver you know brought the woman to his room said he wasn't he was feeling tired laid him on the sofa found him uh you know from the waist down he was out and then uh you know he just laid on the couch and we thought he was tired and then i shook his body and he wasn't responding sure there's all kinds of you know uh, drugs laying around Sure, there's booze there, uh, but there was food too. <laughs> I mean, there was fried chicken and deep fried shrimp on a nearby table. So there you have it. Don't worry about it. According to the police, there's nothing suspicious about his death. Uh, a little embarrassing for the family. I mean, I'm sure they say that the family didn't know. If this guy's going to these sex parties once a month, um, it's not on the down low. I'm sorry. He may think he's keeping it from the family, but he's not. I'm sorry. Uh, your wife knows. If you're, if you're going to these uh, parties, your wife knows. Okay? 
All right. And then there's the big story about the the virtual sex parties that are offering escape during these lockdowns. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, aren't those just regular sites? No. No, no, no. These are virtual house parties. Okay. We're putting these shows online. And, all right, so it's not just a... It's not just like going to a regular pornography site, all right? This is uh, Killing Kittens is the leading high-end sex party company, which, you know, takes members for their digital events. And it's for, uh, apparently, uh, a friend of Kate Middleton's, or, you know, a former pal, uh, created a female-friendly place where A-listers get hot and heavy with beautiful 20s and 30s. Okay. They cost about a couple hundred bucks for these Zoom parties. And uh, that's, you know, okay. I don't know. Uh, I I think you could probably get a party for cheaper than that here in the U.S. right, so you get uh, dance performances. You get uh, couple performances. You get uh, people on their own with single performances. Like the lady outside of Popeye's Chicken. Only, you know, not outside of Popeye's Chicken. (laughs) and there's been like a 400% increase in the website traffic so good for you good for you and I'm I'm all for killing kittens and their virtual workshops uh, that they're putting on as well so you're also you're not only if you're a member you're not only get to be a part of the party but they also have workshops that you can participate in too and you know learn about different types of massages and different ways to make yourself feel better and different ways to work on bettering your life. So, man, uh, the COVID-19 lockdown has really brought out the best in us, right? I know, I know. There's plenty out there. There's plenty out there, not just killing kittens. We could go down the huge list of different clubs and groups you can join to make your, you know, Fetish Friday, your weekend wonderlust that much better. Um, You could probably find them on your own, but... I could go down the Purple Mamba Club or the Skirt Club or Field or, you know, the uh, New Society for Wellness Club. And, of course, you know, the uh, ever-popular Killing Kittens. I know. I know. the break room I need something I need something cool to drink right now gotta cool down a little bit (laughs) alright I know it's big guy stuff did you see where the French school 
parents were throwing their kids over the gate. <laughs> you are going to school, damn it. Uh, oh, you know, they were saying that in French, of course. But uh, so the school says, hey, when the school starts, we close the gate. And that's the way it goes. So parents were tardy and moms and dads were throwing their kids over the six foot fence outside of the school. You will go to school. That's it. And so they said, hey, 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 uh, it's only a matter of time before one of these kids gets hurt. So stop throwing your kid over the fence. Okay. They issued a attention danger memo. <laughs> and there's a list of instructions for parents who arrive after the bell. Okay. Uh, you can come back at 10 a.m. or 3 p.m. when the gates are reopened. But don't be throwing your kids over the gate. <laughs> Look, if you're there late and they close the gate on you, get you want your kid to go to school. And you're not, I, I, I doubt that someone is literally throwing their kid over the gate. They're just saying, Hey, just climb over the gate. It's a six foot gate. Any kid in America can climb over a six foot gate, right? <laughs> right. Of course they can. Duh. You're going to school kid. I don't care what time it is. It's your fault. We're late. Anyway, you can get your ass up over that gate. That's fantastic. <laughs> hey if you are uh, listening to this program right now and you're not a subscriber to the podcast you are just a freeloader and people in america do not like freeloaders in fact people all over the world really don't like freeloaders okay now if you're a subscriber while you can subscribe to this podcast for free that means you're a subscription freeloader and that's fine we're all good with that because we're offering it for free. But if you're just listening and not subscribing, oh no, that's that's not good. That's not good at all. So subscribe to Chewing the Fat, okay? Choose a platform. There's a plethora of platforms out there. Uh, you know, I, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, and there's a, many more. And just subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. It's real simple and it is free. But... Remember, becoming a subscription freeloader is okay. Being a freeloader is not okay. You know, they just don't get it. I see where a school official uh, apologized for what he said uh, about President Trump supporters. And he didn't really apologize for what he said. Uh, he called Trump supporters... A wipes with small man parts. And he, uh, his apology was, oh, you know what? My mistake was to include profanity. And for that, I'm truly sorry. And I hope the community can accept this heartfelt apology. Well, I, I'm not part of the main community that you work for as a school principal, but no, I, I don't, uh, I don't accept it. He also wrote, uh, on his Facebook post, uh, earlier in the year, uh, he ripped Trump's trolls and called them a wipes again. And he, re and again, he said they have big trucks and small man parts. Uh, and you know, he's just doing what, uh, comes from the top, their chair of regional school unit of the school board, uh, 
also made profane remarks about Trump supporters. It's amazing that the parents are uh, all wound up, but they're saying, hey, you know, you're setting a bad example to the kids and everybody's seeing them. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's true. You are. But, hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I used profanity. So, you know, that for that, I'm sorry. Wish, uh, I hope you can accept. Hope you can accept my, uh, my deepest, my deepest apology for that. I shouldn't have used profanity. Sure, I hate him still. <laughs> Man, do I hate him. But, sorry for using profanity. <laughs> Just incredible. And now we're supposed to believe everybody gets along, right? We all should just get right along. Okay. You first. You first. Oh, and we, uh, remember we killed the murder hornets. We went after and destroyed the nest, right? The first nest that we, that we know, that we know about for the murder hornets. They destroyed 500 live specimens. And uh, among them were nearly 200 queens. So, man, it is good that we got them. I hope this is the only nest. I'll tell you that. I hope it's the only nest. Now, I know that we're, you know, we're saying that, uh, you know, it probably is, but I doubt it. I doubt it. They don't even know if any of the queens got out and created new nests. So... If you're in that neck of the woods uh, up in Washington State and you see what could possibly be a murder hornet, report it. We want those bad boys gone. Okay, we want them exterminated from the face of the earth. Yeah, you heard me. I want them off the planet. Maybe we catch them and send them to Mars. No, we don't want that either. Maybe we send them to the moon. No, we don't want to do that either. Okay, kill them. Yep, I'm okay with that. I am okay with getting rid of the murder hornets. We're finding new animals all over the planet anyway. So what? We could do without the murder hornets. As long as we're in the break room, I might as well look at the, you know, quick look at the magazine rack. I see where uh, Jason Momoa gave an interview to In Style, where he talked about after he got the axe from Game of Thrones, it left him scrambling to pay his family bills. Did it, Jason? Did it? I mean, after Game of Thrones, uh, we were starving. I was struggling to pay the pay the bills, and we have babies, and I was in debt. Um, aren't you with uh, what's her face, Lisa Bonet? Because uh, if I remember right, she's made a little bit of cash. Uh, she's been in a number of things and made a little bit of cash. She's worth a little bit of money. Uh, so I'm sure you were okay. But if you want me to feel sorry for you, I will. And I know that you were happy to get the, you know, the Aquaman role and the Justice League. And, you know, you've got your big super superhero franchise now. So you're making the big bucks. But uh, I'm sure, you know, I'll feel sorry for you. Okay, here you go. I'll, I'll, I'll just kind of, I, I, I just, I just dripped a couple of tears for you, Jason. You made me feel sad for you. But uh, I'm sure you were okay. I'm sure Lisa said, hey, don't worry about it, loser. <laughs> <laughs> that's what made you feel bad is that you had to count on her but you don't want to tell us that in your interview okay that's fine that's fine I get it I get it you're a man you didn't want to you know bend down to the woman I know I understand but 
I'm just saying that uh, I have a tough time believing that you were that it was really that difficult for you. But maybe it was. Maybe it was. I look around uh, at the old magazine rack, and here's another uh, another story about Ellen DeGeneres. Remember, I told you she's over. It's over. It's done. I know they're trying to make it deal. They're making it seem like she's back, but no, she isn't. Now, they just laid off a bunch of people at her work, okay? Now, she told staffers Warner Media layoffs were pandemic-related, but uh, according to employees, brands have stopped wanting to work with her. Oh, so the layoffs that occurred at Ellen Digital Ventures were, you know, that's part of the Ellen DeGeneres show, weren't part of the Warner layoffs. Huh. Huh, huh, huh. So I guess, uh, you know, Ellen's starting to take a big hit, which means that if the digital and the uh, other sponsorships for streaming and digital are taking a hit, she's taking an overall hit. And uh, bye-bye. You know they're trying to they're trying to make room for our girl Drew Barrymore, so she's going to be the next uh, big hit replacement for Ellen DeGeneres. And you know you heard it here on Chewing the Fat. You know you're welcome. And one last headline here on the magazine rock or on the magazine rack. I've slip of the tongue. The Rock says he cried manly tears. After the media declared Biden the winner. Isn't that special? Makes him, you know, that much more of a man. Doesn't it? (laughs) No, it doesn't at all. The Rock, it was bad enough you did your video and your interview with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. But to come out then and say that you cried manly tears after the media declared Biden the winner doesn't make you that much nicer just doesn't i mean i just just stop just just stop i'd like to thank dr phil for agreeing with me and agreeing with chewing the fat I see where he did an interview where he's talking about there's a spike in depression. Hello, we talked about that on this show that it was coming. There's been a spike in divorce. Hello, we've talked about this on Chewing the Fat and how it's coming. He said there's been a lull in people going and getting medical examinations and medical treatments, which means there's going to be a problem with disease. Kids out of school is creating a problem. There's all kinds of issues that aren't going to be really quantifiable for another year, two, five, ten. This is a long-term impact of being in quarantine this long. Uh, yes. Dr. Phil, uh, I couldn't agree more. And we see that uh, every day getting worse and worse. And yet, what do we have? We have our new leaders telling us that uh, we want to go into lockdown again, which I talked about here on Chewing the Fat that it was just a feeling I had that they are, we are ready and primed to go into another lockdown and countries and states are already doing it again. And now we have the Biden COVID advisor 
saying that the U.S. lockdown of four to six weeks could control the pandemic and revive the economy. Could it, Dr. Michael Osterholm? Oh, man. They want another lockdown bad. We could really watch ourselves cruising into the vaccine availability in the first and second quarter of next year. So we're not even talking about getting that vaccine out this year. Uh, They want it in that first quarter, second quarter of next year, because heaven forbid that vaccine comes out while President Trump is still in office. We don't want that. He said the government could borrow enough money to pay for a package that could cover lost income for individuals and governments during a shutdown. Who are they borrowing the money from? Uh, I'm pretty sure that would be they would borrow it from ourselves, which we've been doing. I mean, they haven't turned the printing machine off, but that's fine. Don't worry about it. Stop whining about that. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to bring that up again. It's just, you know, I was just thinking about it and, (laughs) you know, I'm sure this doctor is so right. Shutting down businesses and paying people for lost wages for four to six weeks could help keep the coronavirus pandemic in check and get the economy on track until a vaccine is approved and distributed. Wow. So lock it all down, pay people from the government for four to six weeks, and believe me, it'll be longer than that. It's got to know, you know what, we said four to six, it's going to have to be eight to 12. And then maybe long. We can't do that as a country. I'm sorry. We can't allow that to happen. We just, we just can't. We just can't. And they are going to try to allow it to happen. And it is, it's not good. I mean, look, we're already, we're getting stories about uh, most COVID-19 cases in large U.S. cities stem from visits to just a few types of places, restaurants, gyms, hotel, houses of worship, you know, just the places where people go. (laughs) I know, uh, of course, that's, you just have to be careful, please. I just can't they they're they're these stories are all in coordination to getting us to another lockdown reducing the establishment's capacity to 20 percent as opposed to shutting them down entirely could curb the transmissions by 80 percent but you know wouldn't a lockdown be better wouldn't a lockdown be so much better professor from stanford Oh, yes, of course it would, but we're not talking about that. We're just talking about, you know, trying to reduce the the amount of places where people go. That's all we want. So the study, which included researchers from uh, Northwestern University as well as Stanford, analyzed cell phone data from 98 million Americans in 10 major cities. New York, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C., Los Angeles, Chicago, and Houston were included in that, of course. And the researchers tracked people's movements to locations such as restaurants, cafes, grocery stores, gyms, and hotels. They're not tracking you, though. (laughs) You're just silly thinking they're tracking you. (laughs) But the researchers tracked people's movements, other people's movements, to locations, you know, the places where people go uh restaurants cafes grocery stores gyms hotels doctors offices churches places of worship you know again just places where 
people go. And amazingly, that's the predicted increases in infections. <laughs> so we just have to stop letting people go where people go. Duh. I mean, wow, we are, we are, they, they want to lock us down and keep us in our homes, man. Quarantine. That is for sure. And look, opening the cruise lines up, I see where a passenger aboard the first cruise in the Caribbean since the pandemic, uh, tested positive for COVID-19. Wow. I mean, good luck to the cruise industry getting back on their feet. <laughs> cruise ships don't have feet, Jeff. Don't be silly. No, I know. But according to this, uh, they isolated people on the ship. Uh, they anchored. I mean, it was carrying 53 passengers, 66 crew. It uh, started from Barbados. And apparently, you know, now there's te- one person tested positive. So I don't even know if you're going to be able to, you know, get the cruise lines back up and running. I thought they were going to put them on hold until after the first of the year for sure. But uh, apparently this was a, let's see, preliminary positive, the result of a rapid test on Sea Dream Yacht Club's Sea Dream 1. Well, it's not one of those monster cruise ships. It's just one of those little cruise ships. A couple hundred people. That's all. <laughs> oh, that's all. Don't worry about it. You know what we need? We need to not let people go. Now, these were quick tests on the on the cruises, which is what they said they were going to do preliminary when they opened up the cruises again. Everyone get tested before, and you'd get tested, you know, ongoing during the cruise. And if you tested positive, they were going to throw you off the side of the ship, and then they were not going to worry about it. They were going to hose down the room that you were in, and they were not going to, you know, wave to you as you were left, you know, floating in the ocean. If you were lucky, we'd give you a life raft, but they <laughs> didn't say that. But that's what they want to do. Now, and we talked about how when the vaccine comes, uh, you know, you're, they're going to make, are they going to mandate the, math, uh, the, the vaccine? Because they've mandated the masks, and that's what they use as an excuse. Look, we are not mandating the mask. It's all private industry. They've decided that if you want to, you don't have to wear a mask, but if you want to shop here, you got to wear a mask. Okay? That's just the way it is. Sure. Uh, the, the government isn't mandating it, although many did. We're just telling you, hey, if you want to, you know, come here, you got to wear a mask. And now, you know, the CDC is changing back to telling you that, uh, yeah, you know, we said that it's better for people, uh, but everybody should wear a mask. Uh, sure, we at one time said it was okay not to wear a mask, but, you know, now it's good for you to wear a mask and it's good for the people who are wearing a mask to also have a mask on. I, I don't understand. Just, they, I don't understand. Is it good or is it bad? We know from the scientific reports that it doesn't work as well as they want. Does it help? I guess. But we've been in this mask world now for a while and the number's still going up because people are getting together in places that people go 
And so the numbers are going to go up. That's what happens when you don't lock it down. People gather. And so the numbers are going to go up. You just have to be careful if you're in a public setting. It just is incredible to me that people don't get it. But they want to lock us down. And they don't want you to be able to go where you want to go when you want to go. That needs to be left up to the government. <laughs> it's just that simple, my friend. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. So I'm going to try to reach out to the uh, the guy that started uh, Stop the Tires 2020 for the truckers. No one, you know this, no one supports the truckers more than Chewing the Fat does and uh, or myself. And uh, I, I wondered how their uh, campaign worked uh, yesterday or you know, Veterans Day, for those of you not listening live on the 12th of November, 2020. But the big stoppage is coming uh, the end of the month, 26th through the 29th. I'll be fascinated to see how that goes. I started uh, started following their Facebook group and I see where, you know, people are talking, posting and where they, you know, they were stopping and everything. And then I saw one lady posted... <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is my husband's unit. Whoa. Hey, I thought this was about truckers. Okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm going to try to reach out and uh, talk to the head guy from, uh, from stop the tires 2020, because I want to see how it's going. It looks like it's been really uh, growing big. And if the truckers shut down, man, this country will shut down. You know it as well as I do. So let's keep them happy. You know what? I'm a fan of that. Let's keep the truckers happy. So I see, uh, you know, speaking of on the road and driving, I see uh, Uber posted uh, earnings that gave investors, uh, you know, good feeling about uh, good feeling about the uh, COVID-induced plunge. Uh, they won the battle in California. At least Uber and Lyft did. Um, sure they've, you know, their bookings were down, their bookings were down 53% year over year. Wow. Which, uh, you know, they dropped like 75% in the first part of the lockdown. Duh. It was a lockdown, which is what they want to do again, by the way. We just happened to be talking about that. Now the revenue fell, uh, you know, by 18%, but you know, the prop 22 in California, uh, means that the gig companies can still do their work. The gig uh, economy still is, uh, you know, is going well, which is good. Uh, you know, I'm a fan. And I saw, you know, last yesterday we talked about their their new deal where they're going to have a new feature, which I think that they should have been doing this already. And probably people were doing it under the table already. But uh, you can reserve your ride up to 30 days in advance and pick your favorite driver. So if you renew, if you're doing a same thing every day, uh, you know, twice a week, once a week, three times a week, and you're driving to and from a place, don't you want the same guy, the same person driving you? You have your own driver. It's Uber. It's your own. It's like having your own driver, but it's Uber. So, you know, if you're going to drive somebody around every day, why not join Uber and then you just drive that person around for Uber? Wouldn't it be cheaper for you to do that? Anyway, I have to think that through before I 
actually think about that. Just something to ponder. <laughs> you know, I did see where in uh, Portland, the Portland commissioner that's been hell-bent on cutting police budgets, uh, she called 911 on the Lyft driver. Now, I read the story. It's fun to think about this Portland City Commissioner, Joanne Hardesty, who has you know been a big proponent of police budget cuts and you know it's fun to know that she called 911 uh well i thought you were against uh you know you wanted to cut the police department yet you called 911 and you know so but she called it on her lift driver because the lift driver canceled her ride and asked her to get out of his car now i i i don't want to be on her side but i kind of am when you hear the story she became irate when he refused to roll the windows up in the car all right so she gets the lift ride and he won't roll up the windows now it's portland's getting cold she's cold right and she uh asked him to roll up the windows and he said no he's not rolling up the windows now according to lyft he's supposed to i guess have the windows open when there's a passenger because it uh you know lessens the possibility of the spread of coronavirus you're supposed to have the windows down while the passenger's in the car well it also you know there's a little common sense when it's cold out maybe you don't have them open all the way you know maybe you open up the front ones and not the back ones i don't know you know it's, it's a little common sense for your passengers so she calls 911 and says, you know, hey, I want, I want out of this car. I want, you know, I'm calling on one because he pulls over and says, I canceled your order and you're got to get out. So he pulls over in a gas station and says, uh, I get out of here. Now she refuses to leave the vehicle. She says, it's cold. I'm a woman alone. Uh, you know, so she starts, she gets in a fight with the Lyft driver. And he calls 911 after she calls 911. So the police show up and no crime was committed. And she can only order a lift. So she can't, the police, the 911 caller can't order a lift for her. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know who to be, what side to be on here. You know, because it's common sense. All right. She probably is not the nicest of people. So I'm sure that the Lyft driver was like, oh God, I can't take this anymore. Get out. I canceled your order. Here, I'm pulling over. Get out. I'm not taking you anywhere. I'm not listening to you bitch about the windows being down. You know they're supposed to be down. Now, on the other side of that, common sense tells you, just roll the windows up a little bit. Take her to where she needs to go. Do your duty as a Lyft driver and be done with it. I don't know. I don't know whose side I want to be on. But I do find it interesting that she, of course, when in trouble, calls 911. Huh. Huh. Maybe maybe we shouldn't cut the police department. Might be a might be an idea there. Maybe. Nah, nah. And many of you sent me uh, the story, either email, chewingthefatoftheblaze.com or social media. Um, sent me the story about the free Popeye's chicken sandwich that you can get. And, you know, I, I, I'm a fan. Okay, great. Anytime you can get something free, but it really isn't free. 
You know, it's uh, it's advertised as, you know, you can get a free chicken sandwich at no cost if you spend $10 or more at participating Popeye's restaurants. You get one sandwich allowed per day and you have to order it through the website or the app. So, I mean, it's free. Sure, and they're usually four bucks, three ninety nine for a Popeye's chicken sandwich. That's pretty steep, but okay. Uh, you know, it looks good. I haven't had one yet. I know. Don't look at me like that. I, you know, I haven't had one yet. But there's not a lot of Popeyes. I don't pass a lot of Popeyes in my travels. So you know, I have to go way out of my way if I wanted a Popeyes chicken sandwich. I do want one, but I don't necessarily want one bad enough to go way out of my way to get it. However, so if you order it on the website or the app and you get $10 or more other stuff, then you can get a sandwich at no charge. So I guess it's free, but is it? That's what it says. That's what it says. Gosh darn it. (laughs) You can get the original or the spicy for free as long as you, you know, order $10 or more of other stuff and order through the website or the app. So it's free and it's good now until November 9th, which is National Fried Chicken Sandwich Day. I probably brought to you by Popeye's. And did I mention that you need to do that through the Popeye's website or app because the deal isn't valid for third-party delivery orders? So sure, there's a few rules or regulations, but it's a free Popeye's fried chicken sandwich. Enjoy. (laughs) 